Log Talk Radio. My weary one lie down. Thy head upon thy breast. Can I tell you what I did? I, I came to Jesus just as I was.
a favorite by Al Green, and God bless you again as we sit back and, and enjoy the worship and word of God. Amen. you can have eternal life. Truly, we love the Lord, and we give all praises and honor to God each day as we abase ourselves, each day as we just believe and trust in the Word of God. We know that God can do anything but fail. Again, you're listening to the Fivefold Ministry Broadcast. I'm your host, Apostle 
Margie Mercer. If you would like to write us, our P.O. Box is 9786. That's P.O. Box 9786, Baltimore, Maryland, 21284. That's 21284, the Fivefold Ministries. If you would like to call us for prayer, our number is 410-661-4103. Again, it's 410-661-4103. We would like to touch and agree with you. We would like to just enjoy and worship the Lord together. You know why? Because when we get together, no matter what it is, no matter what it seems like, that it can't be fixed, whether it's broken, whether it's cloudy, that we know that we can all just praise God together. Let us listen to our favorite by the staple singers. God bless you. You're listening to the Fivefold Ministry Broadcast. Amen. I was standing by my window on a cold and cloudy day when I saw the Trust God. I remember those hymns when I used to just be with my godmother, and we would be at the Pentecostal Assemblies Church of God, and truly 
We had a good time singing by and by. You know, sometimes you have to encourage yourself regardless what it looks like, regardless what it seems like. There is nothing like worshiping God. And, you know, I love those uh, hymns. You know, a lot of times people say that they came uh, from the spirituals, from the Negro spirituals, uh, back during the time of oppressions, of of slavery, and we know that they went all the way up to Baptist hymns and all type of uh, contemporary and music that we listen to today. But some of those great, great artists was the one who just paved the way for us. And a group of those bands, I never will forget, I was so amazed looking at them and listening to the harmony and the music that they sang. Truly, we are so blessed. Matter of fact, let us listen to the five blind boys, and God bless you as you listen to the five-fold ministry broadcast. Let us enjoy. Amen. How is it with me today? I was saying, I'm leaning on Jesus. Did you hear me? I said, I'm leaning on Jesus. Oh, then what? going to the churches, oh, my God, through the weekend, on the weekend, truly, I was so blessed, and they would say, leaning on the everlasting arm. I remember the time Grandma would come in and tell the little children, take their hats off, and she made sure that she would wipe the little face with a napkin, and she would say, sit up and listen to the preacher now, come on. 
and she had the little girls that sit there and be, sit beside her, and the young boys, they would sit in the back. Of course, they was playing with the rubber bands and everything and acting silly, but it was nothing like having a service through the weekend, the weekends. Good God Almighty, those were the really good times in worshiping God, the purity of worship. And God bless you again. You're listening to the Fivefold Ministry broadcast. As I said, we just heard from the five blind boys. They leaning on the everlasting arms. And you know there's another uh, good favorite that we love to listen to. Um, it is so beautiful and so powerful. And it says that no matter what you go through, no matter what it seems like, you got to trust God in the midst of it all. You know why? Because God can do anything but fail. Let us listen now as we sit back and enjoy as we go into the inner course behind the veil and none other than my God dad, Apostle Alexander Lockamy. We just love that burning bush, as I tell you, that they come on Thursday nights from 7 o'clock p.m. to 8 o'clock p.m. Truly, he is a man of God that has that wisdom gift that he can rightly divide the word of truth and tell you what thus said the Lord of hosts. God bless you. And as always, I give honor to my pastor, Apostle Dr. Anthony T. Mays. God bless him. And Lady Mays, as we sit back now and listen to a great word. And remember, you don't have anything to complain about when Jesus carried that cross on Calvary. So we can have a chance to breathe this air, come into the land of the living, enjoy the years of our life as we sit back and even have eternal life because his blood was spilled on Calvary. Let us sit back and enjoy the word. God bless you. You're listening to the Fivefold Ministry Broadcast. Amen. Shoot you down 
But with a pink, if you go out there to go, if you go to battle, you can go to war out there, you would have military tell me you got pink on or, or blue on or green on or white on or yellow on or purple on, they're going to see you immediately, and the enemy going to shoot you down. All he got to do is shoot the color. Now, he knows you're inside the clothes, and he's going to take your life, take you out of here. So that's why they wear those green camouflage clothes when they're in the military, the jeepy green, uh, uh, the helmet green, the the, the the, the top green, the pants green, the boot green, everything green because it looks like the grass. It looks like the woods. So when you're out there in the woods and the enemy don't know exactly where you, where it's you or whether it's a weed, it makes it hard for the enemy to shoot you. And God got it that way, too. God wants it to be hard for the enemy to shoot you. He don't want the enemy to just shoot you any kind of way. He wants you to camouflage you under the anointing. God, 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 God dresses his people, too. So they can't be hit any kind of way. Then if the enemy does hit you, you got on a uniform, you got on a hard helmet. The helmet is hard, the boots are hard. Then you got on a hard helmet so that if the bullet would end up hitting the hat, they won't hit you in your head. That's why the Bible says put on the whole arm of God. That you might be able to stand against the wild of the devil. Ephesians uh, uh Ephesians says in the book of Ephesians, uh it says uh, for us to to get to finally my brother, he said. The sixth chapter, the tenth verse, and finally, my brothers, uh, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Oh, the word God don't want us to be weak. we got to be strong. The Bible says, let him that weak say is strong. God don't have no weak people out there fighting with him. And we got everybody want to go to battle, but they don't want to take time to, to go through basic training. They don't want to take time to learn how to hold a gun. So Uncle Sam don't just send you right out on the battlefield whenever uh, he, he recruits you. He came through basic training. You crawl under that barbed wire. You go over those hurdles. You crawl through the mud. He, 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 so you, he came through tough to teach his play things in order to prepare you and so that you'll be ready. Let you sleep out at night with canned food. You got to open it up without a knife. He teaches these things so in case you get caught by the enemy or get lost out in the war field that you can survive for a little while. And so do God. He wants us dressed for the battle so when the enemy makes it hard for the enemy to take our lives, for the enemy to take our joy, to take our peace. He said, put on the soul so you might be able to stand against what? He said, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Oh, the devil is wild. He don't care who he uses. He uses your mama, your dad, your sister, your brother. He has no respectable person. He'll use whoever that he will. So we're going to go home. He said, when we wrestle not, against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against the uh, uh, spiritual, oh, spiritual wickedness in high places. You're fighting the wrong one. It ain't your mother-in-law. You're fighting it's the devil that you're fighting it's your mother-in-law. It's not your daughter-in-law. You're fighting it's the devil that you're fighting it's your daughter-in-law. It's not your husband you're fighting. It's not your wife you're fighting. You're fighting the wrong one. That's why you lose a battle. That's why you can't get it right in the home with a husband and wife. That's why you're at each other in the throat. That's why you're about to destroy one another. That's why you're uneasy with one another because you're fighting the wrong one. You need to get on your knees and pray and fight against the enemy that got you fighting against one another. They don't want husbands and wives to stay together. He don't want marriages no more. He's trying to tear up the home. So he gets into marriage and, and then the husband's fighting against the wife. Wife against the husband with words, offensive words towards one another, offending one another. 
Words are hard to live with after you don't say the wrong thing. Using words to offend one another. But God wants you to know that you're not fighting one another. You're fighting spiritual wickedness and hyperspective. You're a Christian family. You're fighting spiritual wickedness and hyperspective. So put on the whole armor of God. Put that arm on your mouth. Put that arm on your head. Put it on your heart. Put a watch over your mouth. You, that you might know how frail. David said, I put a watch over my mouth. I might know how frail I am. Put a husband, put a watch over your mouth. Why? Put a watch over your mouth. Watch what you say to your husband. Watch what you say to your wife. We're in a fight. We're in a battle. And you're going to lose as long as you fight one another. And the Bible says, be careful that you devour one another. You, you destroy your marriage with your mouth. You, you destroy your marriage with your conversation. Put on the, put on the, on the bowels of love. Be kind to him. Wait till you two can talk before you talk. Because you don't wait till you calm down. You're going to hurt one another with words. Put on the whole arm of God. You're fighting against spiritual wickedness. Satan, who didn't want you married in the first place, and now that you're married, he want to break you up because you're in a spiritual home. God got a plan for your marriage. God got a plan for the children. But if he can tear up the home and divide you and the children over here and you over there, then he's going to mess up the plan of God that he has for that home. You are ministry, and God want to use you. So be careful what you say to one another. It's best not to say nothing than to say the wrong thing and hurt one another. He says, put, and when you, just like in the military, to put the helmet on you and put that green outfit on you, put your boots on, so it is on the football field. They are dressed for that football game. Uh, and you saw the you saw the Super Bowl. They were dressed for the Super Bowl. They were just going out there no T-shirt and tennis shoes. They were dressed with the spike shoes on and dressed with no knee pads and no shoulder pads because they're hitting one another. They're running up against one another. So they had on shoulder pads and chest pads and, 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 and pads around their waist and their knees so that it will, it will uh, stop the blow. Even though they're going to hit one another anyway, it helped them from not getting knocked out or knocked down or broke all up because they got them shoulder pads. When they run up against one another, it won't break their shoulder because they got the shoulder pads on. So they are dressed for the football game. But they were out there without nothing on. That football game would not last long because somebody would get, uh, would get hurt and get hurt quickly, and the game would be ending. Somebody gets broken up. Somebody would get fractured. Somebody would have to go to the hospital and may not be able to play no more if they were not dressed for the football game. And just as they were dressed for that fight, that's a fight, a football fight. And just as they were dressed for the football game, and just like the military dresses, we have to get dressed. The writer said in the 13th verse, therefore take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil days, and having done all to stand. He said, now take up the whole armor. That means Paul said this representing soldiers in his days, because Paul saw how the soldiers were dressed. So Paul used this spiritual example to, uh, to dress the Christians. Otherwise, this is a spiritual thing. This is not a natural thing, but he used a natural thing to tell us that we got to take up the whole armor of God. God has an armor too. God wants his Christian dress. You got people want to get saved today, want to preach the Bible, you ain't in dress. You ain't got no business to preach the Bible, got saved today, you ain't got nothing on. You ain't got your boots on. You ain't got your helmet on. You ain't got no shoulder pad. You ain't got no knee pad. You're going to get killed before the third day because you out there, out there fighting about them naked. There's no clothes on. God ain't called you to preach tomorrow. You got this saved today. God ain't going to do you like that. The military didn't do them like that. Why would you think that God would do you that way? God don't need you to go to battle. The God got enough of soldiers on the battlefield. He ain't got to see you after the hell you killed and broke all up just because he, he, he 
don't hear preaching. He didn't recall the prophesied. Let him wait on the prophesied. How you prophesied, you ain't never hear from God. Even Samuel had sense enough to go to the Lord, is this you? Is this you talking to me, God? But all of a sudden, I, I, oh, it bothered me. The most folks hear God now. God told me to go to Hardy. God didn't tell you to go to Hardy. You go to Hardy anyway. Without God telling me to go to Hardy. Oh, help me just a little bit. God told me to go to McDonald's. He told me to go to Walmart, go in the back park, back to buy basketball. Come on. Help me just a little bit. We always talk about we hear God. And we got, we folks been with God a long time. We're seasoned with God. We don't hear God but every now and then. But these, 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 these new generations, they hear God tell them to do everything but live right. If God ain't telling you to live right, he ain't telling you to do nothing now. Because that's the first thing he tells you to do is to live right. Lay down every weight. And the sins will eat the sinners. You ain't gonna tell me what God told you, then God tell you this, and you living just as wrong as you can be. You need to go and sit back down because you might be hearing the wrong voice. Because the first thing God called for is holiness, sanctification, and righteousness. Let me leave that alone before I get something started here. He said it and, and, and put on the whole armor of God. And you might be able to stand so when you're dressed for the battle. Then you can stand against the devil. Just like the football game, they were dressed. The game was close. Oh, it, it, oh they only won, only won, it only lost by three points. The game was close all the way through because each team had on armor. Even though they were hit one another, oh, yeah, they got a few got hurt just a little bit, but they would have got really hurt if they hadn't been dressed. See, when, you, when you're dressed, you just don't get really hurt. You might get hurt, but you'll get back up because you're dressed. And he said, stand there for Stand there for having your lawn. Uh, uh, that therefore having a good your way with truth. Talking about dress for, for the battle now. We're talking about it's a military thing. Other words, he said your truth going to be the way to leave a girl around your way. Be true. Don't be a liar. Tell the truth. You you, you borrow somebody money, go pay them their money back. Be truthful. Be honest. Don't don't use somebody's Christian attitude to take advantage of them. Because the Bible says, or let, no, let the sun go not down upon your wrath. And you owe any man anything, give it back to him. We think as Christians that we ain't supposed to abide by the rules. They were nice enough to give it to you. You should be nice enough to give it back. Now, I understand if you're not, you don't have it to give back. If you don't, the Bible says, he that don't have to give it back, you don't ask. If a man ain't got to give it back, you don't ask. But if you have it to give back, he works for 40 hours a day. He can make some kind of arrangement to give you back what you gave him. And have it shun your feet. Oh, now first we got on the bread, break of righteousness. We got on the we got on the we got on the weight of truth around our way. And have to put on the blessed plate of righteousness. That means when you become born again, you become righteous. And hello, you now come holy now, you become righteous. Holiness is the lifestyle, it's something that you're gonna live in, you're gonna grow into. You become righteous and right standing with God. Amen? Now you now you're in right standing with God. So now you won't you won't walk day by day to become holy. That's why he said, be your right, right on, be your holy, right holy. And having shun your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Other words, quit running from religion to religion. You Jehovah's Witness today, you seven day again tomorrow, you, you free will Baptist next day, third Baptist the next day. You don't know what you want to be. You won't even stay still long enough to grow. You know, you, you can't run from church to church to grow. So you a tree. The Bible says be you like a tree planted by the river water. How are you gonna grow running from church to church? I ain't never seen no tree jump out of nobody's yard, jump on the back of a truck, and lie to another yard and jump off. When you plant a tree, a tree stay there. That tree will stay there until it's rot or light and hit it or it grows and be old and old and keep growing and growing. Trees are steadfast. And when you move from ministry to ministry, from the church to church, you are not growing. You are a tree. You are a church hopping. 
growing and God can't use you because you won't stay still long enough for him to use you. So when you ride by and see a tree in somebody's yard, go by tomorrow and see if that tree still be there. And that's where you're supposed to be in your church. Once you join as a member, if that pastor doing the right thing, if the people there are doing the right thing, you need to stay there. You, you, you need to stay there. Some of you outgrew the church. Oh, it's bothering me. You outgrowing folks. Some of you outgrew the church. Now God can't use that church because you don't outgrew the church. And now now you can go to another church and outgrew that church. And what you need to do is sit down and let somebody teach you. Follow somebody. You can jump up and go start another church and ain't even following your own leader. How you going to start another church and you ain't even following the one that you that's leading you? And this is got a whole lot of churches now started over people who are not obeyed, not obedient. And having shunned your feet in the preparation of the gospel, in other words, put your feet in the word of God and stay there. And shun means like cement. Let it grow around your feet. Let it get hard on your feet. So you'll be a mover. Nothing won't knock you away from God. Nothing won't knock you out of God's word. Then he said, above all, take the heaven of salvation. Oh, my God. You've been saved now. Don't be saved today and lost tomorrow. Saved today and don't know where you're at tomorrow. Salvation should be an everyday thing. Once you've been saved, that's your helmet. That's your protection from Satan. And Satan, and it's, listen, salvation ain't no feeling. You might wake up in the morning, and I do. I'm an apostle. And then with God over 40 some years. And sometimes the devil tries to tell me, you ain't saved. But I know I'm saved. I'm not saved because the devil, because the devil said it or didn't say it. I'm saved by faith. I'm not saved by feeling. I'm saved by that confession that I made. He, he, I, he, who's the devil called on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And I made that confession 42 years ago, and I'm saved. So whether I feel like I'm saved or not doesn't bother me a bit. I know I'm saved. I know somebody tell me I'm not saved. It don't bother me. Some of you get bothered because people tell you you ain't saved and you cry the next week. Some of you say I ain't saved. Well, well, you should know that you're saved. And when you say you don't need nobody to confirm that this a belief. So, so salvation is our helmet. A salvation taking the shield of faith. They said, and then taking above all, take the shield of faith, uh, with 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 you will be able to quench all the fiery dark of the enemy. Now you got you got the shield of faith, and that shield gonna protect all that doubt that comes to try to make you feel like God ain't gonna heal you, He ain't gonna deliver you, He ain't gonna bring you out. I want you to know that God gonna do everything He says. Let every man be a liar, let God be the truth. Can I tell somebody if God said he's going to do it, I don't care how sick you be, I don't care what your doctor said, I don't care how much prescription drugs on your dresser. If God said he's going to heal you, he's going to heal you. Isaiah 53 and 5 says, God will wound you for your transgressions, he will bruise for your iniquity, chastise time and your peace with the pot in which your stripes you heal. Now, he don't mean you to quote that and that's how you're going to get your healing. That was, that's what he told you he's going to do. By his sight, you already healed. That was not something for you to meditate on and quote, to memorize it, because you memorize it 20 times, you're going to get your healing. No, all you got to believe that God said it, and God's going to do it. He's not no lying God. He's going to do just what he said. And then when you've got the shield of faith, it's going to quench. It, it, the shield of faith, which you will be able to quench, no matter what doubt comes your way. No matter what the doctor said, nobody else said, you won't be able to stand the wicked one. Then take the heaven of salvation and the sword of the spirit. The heaven of salvation. Salvation is your heaven. Keep it on your head. Stay saved. Stay sanctified. Only go feel and by baptized. You'll be all right. 
that you heaven. And then take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. God's Word is sharper than a two-edged sword. Use that Word. Fight that devil. Tell that devil, my God, strike you here. Tell that devil you're a winner, not a loser. Tell that devil you're the head and not the tail. Tell that devil you're the lender, not the borrower. Tell that devil you're up and not down. Tell that devil you're an overcomer. Tell that devil you're going to make it. Tell that devil you ain't going to die from this sickness. Tell that devil you ain't going to tear up my marriage. You got to talk back to the devil. Let the devil know that you got authority. So God gives authority to create things. Uh-huh. And, 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 and the heaven of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. For the Bible says God's word is sharper than a two-edged sword, cutting the sun and dying with sun. It'll cut the devil. It'll cut all that doubt that the devil's trying to bring you away. God's word is powerful. God's word is steadfast and a mover. If God said it, God's going to do it. You can stand on God's word. Pray it always with prayer. Don't pray sometimes, but pray it always in the spirit. If you're on your job, just pray in the spirit. Don't mean you get in the middle of the flow, over there in the middle of the office, standing down the hallway, and it got you on camera putting on a show. No, baby, pray in the spirit. Praying always inside. You can't nobody stop you. They won't let me pray on my job. Baby, you don't need to put on no show no way. They don't need to see you praying on your job. You pray in the spirit. They can't stop you from praying on your job if you pray on the inside. Ain't nobody know you're praying when you're going to hold up a sign walking around going, I'm praying. No, you're praying in the spirit. Always. Pray with that supervisor. While you're talking about that supervisor, you can be praying with the supervisor. I say to everybody who got a supervisor, I'm going to help you fight that battle on your job. You're about to lose your job, and you don't know why. First of all, you need to be on time. You, 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 you sign a contract says you're going to be on time. you mad because the supervisor about to fight you. You ain't never on time. Then you got a nerve to go to the break room and stay there about an hour and a half. And then to the bathroom, and then you left there went to the break room. You left the break room. Now you're an hour and a half into the job. Won't them to pay you for eight hours. The Bible is an honest day for a work for an honest day pay. You owe that supervisor. You owe him an honest eight hours. If you work at eight hours, you don't need to be in no conversation. No, the gossiping, standing with your machine running. You owe somebody else's machine. You need to be at your machine. If you get your act together, you'll find out that your supervisor ain't the enemy. You is your own enemy. Hello, anybody out there listening. So you must know that sometimes you fight. The wife said, pick your fight, not the battle. Sometimes we cause our own battles because we're out of order. And then you got a nerve want to leave early. No, you got that late. Want to leave with everybody else leaving. You ain't, you, 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 you ain't got but six hours to do every day. You ain't got but six hours out of eight hours. Then you want to go to lunch and act like you don't know how to leave lunch. Go, oh, well, let me leave it alone. Anyway, you got to make sure that you're not caught in the battle. You're not making the devil uh, uh, bring an offer. Get the Bible to give no space for the devil. Make sure that you're not use, allowing the devil to use your own self. I'm talking from experience because I've been there. It's okay to be religious. It's okay uh, to be a Christian, but there's a time for Christianity. There's a time for you to share your faith with others. You do it on your time. Don't do it on their time. And they're not paying you to preach. They're not paying you to be an evangelist. They're not paying you to do Bible study on the job. You've been praying to do it eight hours, so do that, and God will get the glory. If somebody come on your job, you should be very well-spoken of. You should be the most very well-spoken person on that job. When they ask about you, they should say, oh, man, oh, my God, I thank God for her. Because of her, my company had prospered. I, had, I wish I had 10 more like that. Rather than him say, I'll be glad that she leaves. I hope that she gets fired. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that, that they let her go. You don't want them to say that because you're a Christian. You represent God. So, it's prayer and supplication in the spirit. Watching the ends of all perseverance, 
supplication for all saints. Don't just pray for yourself. Pray for others also. Have enough uh, uh, humility in you to pray for others because God wants you just not to be a selfish Christian. Uh, when you hear about something that others are going through, sickness and problems at home and marriage, don't go talk about them, but pray for them. Pray for them. So remember, get dressed. Put on all your clothes. Whatever you're doing, whatever battle you're in, uh, yes, yes, uh, husband, wife, you got to get dressed for the marriage. Oh, yeah, husband, love your wife. And Christ, love the church. And wife, see your reverence your husband at all times. Don't be in no conversation talking about your husband. Be in the, in the room talking about your husband. Running your husband down. Getting your husband away to some other woman because you don't say you didn't want him. You got the dress, baby, is humility. Now, I know he might not be the best thing going on in the world, but you married him. And now that you're married, be humble. Husband, love your wife. Don't beat your wife. Don't kick your wife. That woman ain't yours. God didn't give her to you to own. You don't own her. God never wrote it in the script. There ain't nowhere in the Bible God said she was yours to own. You ain't got no business slapping her. You ain't got no business kicking her. You ain't got no business pushing her down. You, and, and, and above all, I'm going to close with this. Being so rude. Speaking so snappy to her. Speaking so ungrateful to her. You don't speak that way to those women out on the street. You don't speak that way to the pastor at the church. You don't speak the way to other ladies at the church. And she's standing around watching you talk so hateful to her, and then you get to church act like you've been born again, act like you were saint with Wayne. But be humble, be nice to you. We'll celebrate. I am celebrating 42 years. God gave me this woman 42 years ago, and I want you to know heaven must be missing the angel. God gave me the blessed thing heaven has ever had. This woman has been nothing but a blessing to me. You know, you know the 31st chapter of Proverbs said that she'll do me good and not evil all the days of my life. This woman God has gave me, I've got 20 grandchildren. I got one great-grandchildren. I got four children. I got three girls and a son. And I want you to know I am a blessed man. I am blessed because God gave me the blessing that heaven has had. I mean, she has been nothing but grace to me. She, she has been nothing but had my back and pushed me. She married me. This woman took a chance to marry a man coming right out of prison. I came out of prison. I, I mean, who, who, who married me? I just, she... She murdered a man that came out of prison, came from nowhere. They talked about me. They told her she shouldn't marry me. The girl, you're making a mistake marrying this man. But I want you to know that she, I, we got married off of $55 that she had. I didn't have no money. She took her money and married me with it. And they said, man, you crazy. Marrying that man, he ain't got no place. I didn't have a place to put her. I didn't have no house to put her in. We had to live with her in-laws. But I want you to know the day God has brought us from a mighty long way, and because this woman took a chance and, 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 and married her nothing, She's somebody today. She's blessed today, highly favored today, because God took me from prison with no name and gave me a name of an apostle. I want you to know it don't matter how low down you are. I don't care what battle you fighting. I don't care what defeat have come your way. You can cry off. You can quote from the bottom to the top. All you got to do is put your trust in the Lord. I put my trust in God over 42 years ago in prison, and I told him I'd go. If I have to go by myself, but mama don't go, but daddy don't, sister and brother don't go, I go. And I've been going ever since. I want to encourage somebody in prison. I want to encourage somebody in incarceration. I want to encourage somebody down at the bottom. I don't care what the judge said. I don't care how much time you got. Don't you look at your time. You look into the hill which comes your help. So all your help comes from the Lord. I was facing 100 years in prison, but I'm sitting here a free man. I've been free over 40-some years because God set me free. Man don't control your life. No matter what time you got, God can bring you out tomorrow if you want to. Just put your trust in him. So remember, pick your fight and not your batters in Jesus' name. Amen.
Amen and amen. That's awesome. I just wish we could have started on time so if we missed some of the people, but we'll do it again. Again, you've been listening to Apostle Alexander Lockerman. He's on Thursdays from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. We had technical difficulties again, so we just ask whenever we run into this problem, please call back. Please check to see if we're on the radio because you really will get some good information. This is a man that has the wisdom gift, and he's sent by God. Again, Apostle Alexander Lockerman, and we're going to ask him, to close us out in prayer and to help us to be closed for the battle. Precious Father, we realize that the enemy don't want us closed, and that's why he keeps coming trying to undress us, oh God, trying to make us be angry and, 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 and ill and bitter and, and look at our circumstances and not at you. But God dress us for the battle, Lord. Put on this armor that we just mentioned, Lord, the helping of salvation and, and, and the shield of faith and the sword of the Spirit. And let our feet be shunted in your word, God, and not be moved by all kind of wind and doctrine. Strengthen where we beat, God. Build it up where we're torn down, God. Take up the slack. Fill up the gap. Bring us to where we should have already been in the name of Jesus. And we're falling down and pick us up. Where we're broken, mend us back together, God. So you tell you came to preach the gospel to the poor, the men, the broken heart, to set at liberty those that are bruised. And we ask that you would do just that, God, and we will ever give you praise and your honor and glory. And we seek our fights and not our battles. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. And then for those persons who would like to meet someone or get married, because we talked about married couples, will you pray for the single people that God will send them someone as well? Precious Father, you see the ladies out here, they have lived a chaste life, God. They have lived a virtuous life, God. They live so that you might send them a wonderful man. I ask that you would do that in a hurry, Lord. I decree it so. To beat the wind in every half. Send our angels out now from the north, south, east, and west. A testimony be tell. Let them meet that man, whether it be at Walmart, whether it be at Kroger, whether it be at IJ, whether it be at, at, at CBS Pharmacies, whether it be in the park, God, whatever the case may be. You send that man now. Send him that way, God. Let him find them. Let the man find the wife. He find the good thing. Let them find them, Lord, and let them be in place when he find them, oh God. You do this, I pray. In the name of Jesus, our name shall be praised. Amen. Amen, amen. Again, you've been listening to Apostle Alexander Lockamy, and we just sent out that Valentine prayer. God bless you, Apostle. Hopefully everything will be right by next week, again, from 7 o'clock to 8 o'clock p.m., and we will be paying, uh, playing what you did tonight. We will play it again tomorrow. For those who have tuned in late, tomorrow at 7 o'clock we will play uh, this again so that you can catch some of the broadcasts that you missed tonight. God bless you all, and thank you again, Apostle. You're welcome. Thank you. And happy anniversary to you and your wife, and tell us that hello. All right. Thank you. God bless you. God bless. When I, when I look around 
Yes, God bless you. God bless you. You were listening to Apostle Alexander Lockamy. That is my godfather in the Lord. He's from Irvine, North Carolina. It is called the Burning Bush Church. Truly, he is a blessed man, and we are so blessed to be in the midst of his presence. We just love the Lord, and God bless you. One of his favorite songs that I love as well is that I Won't Complain by Reverend Paul Jones. We don't have a right to complain. As he said, when we dress for the battle for God and we put on the whole armor of God and we treat others the way we want to be treated, we be careful what we say out of our mouths, and we show love and respect and treat ourselves as well as our neighbors right. You got to start with home first. You got to treat yourself right, treat your children right, treat your husband right, treat your friends right. Good God Almighty, you even got to treat your enemies right. Those that have talked about you, you still got to be nice and kind and show them the strength of God's character in your life. You know, I I found a lot of Christian uh, TikToks and videos that I like to look at And one of the videos that I saw, a young man said, don't worry about the people that's behind you talking about you. I'll say it again. Don't worry about people that's behind you talking about you. You know why? Because they're behind you. Uh Uh-oh, say it again. When people talk behind your back, when they just try to discredit you, when they try to just undermine you, you just got to show love anyhow. And when things are not going right in your life, you just got to trust God. If God can't do it, it just can't be done. You still have to put on that armor of God and dress for the battle. As we said earlier, any time that you try to reach us, just continue to try to call back. And if not, just try the next day if you can't get us that same day. Uh, We are here on the East Coast in Baltimore, Maryland, by Chesapeake Bay Bridge, and we have some terrible storms that come through our area, especially my area. I live on a hill. I have two trees in the back of my home that is blown, uh, that has blown down, and it is pulled up from the root. Even my daughter said, she said, Ma, look like somebody cut your trees from the ground up because she saw that it was from the root up. But it was the wind. The wind was so strong that it uh, pushed the trees on the power line. And I guess an electric company here in Maryland and the United States are coming out to cut those wires. So sometimes you may or may not be able to get us all the time, but stay in carriage and call us back because there is a blessing waiting for you. There is a word waiting for you. There is a preacher waiting for you. There is someone who wants to exalt, edify, and encourage you to let you know that God can do anything but fail. Let us sit back and listen to this favorite tune by Reverend Paul Jones. And whatever it is, give God the praise. We don't have no right to complain. You know why? We're still in the land of the living. Some of us was not even affected by COVID. We didn't have to go to that emergency room, and we did not die. And we thank God for everything. I heard a song one time that says that if you can open up your eyes the very next day, if you can move your neck and your hands, even if you can't do nothing but wiggle your fingers, you need to thank God. Glory, hallelujah. Help me, Holy Ghost. 
We need to praise him in spite of and praise him regardless. Praise him. That's all he wants. He created us. He breathed breath in our body. Isn't that something? Something that is free, something that don't cost us anything. People uh, value diamonds, gold, pearl, luxuries, cars, all this other stuff. They put value on it. It's nice to love it and admire it, but not to the point where you value it. You know what was the most important thing was breathing air, breathing fresh air without a mask on your face or afraid to catch COVID. Everybody was selling those masks. People got rich over selling masks on eBay and and all of those uh, websites. So God bless you again. We don't have no right to complain about nothing, just being able to take in a deep breath. Glory, hallelujah and feel the presence of God. So let us not complain. Dress for the battle. Put on the armor of God and show love to one another. And let us sit back and enjoy before we close out. Again, this is the Five-Fold Ministry Broadcast. I'm your host, Apostle Margie Mercer. Amen. I'll have some good From hills to climb I've had some weary days And some lonely nights But when I, when I look around
my tears away.
bless you and tune in on Sundays that we will come again to preach that dynamic word of God with one of our preachers and speakers and the fivefold ministry, the host herself, Apostle Margie Mercer. Be blessed and remember, we love the Lord and He loves you back. Amen. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.